0: Time now for the first episode of our new series, Ours to Protect. Ours to Protect.
1: Brought to you by Live 95, the IBI and funded by Commission Naman. With a television license fee. Check out Ours to protect.ie for more info. Initially and in recent years, being green or organic or into nature and the environment was somehow ridiculed and made seem to be a bit quirky. We've been fascinated by our attendance at farm shows last year in particular yes. by the positive response we've had from the public and, yep. and and farmers included. It's very clear we're all on the same journey together and, uh, you know, the days of them versus us yep. are over.
2: The Irish landscape is world famous for its distinctive green patchwork quilt look. However, our native hedgerows we have to thank for this are under threat due to modern agricultural practices. Hedgegoes Ireland is an activist group that was established following the invasive removal of hedgegoes on the Limerick to Waterford railway line. I travelled to Tipperary to speak to Michael Hickey on his farm, alongside founding member Alan Moore, to discuss the work of the group and what hedgegoes mean for our natural environment. I began by asking Alan how the group began.
1: We began about four years ago, um, a small group of local people in the Tipperary area, um, and we started the group because we were actually responding to the removal of Um, large amounts of hedgerow along the railway between Limerick Junction and Waterford. But as we were uh, getting involved in this issue, we discovered that hedgerows are not very well recognised for the many values that they provide. So we then changed into a national organisation, and our remit really is all aspects of hedgerow welfare from uh, promotion and education but also incentivization because we are very clear that good quality hedgerows need to be properly paid for so we're continuing to to work and to negotiate with uh, all the relevant stakeholders about better payments for good quality hedgerows. Michael what inspired you to to embrace your hedge costs so, so many farmers wouldn't have anything even uh, remotely like yeah,
2: this. Yeah yeah I suppose I don't know look I, I lived in Australia for about 10 years and uh it seemed to me that the, uh, the land was so bare, and in places where there was cover, the land was completely different. And I saw that all through Asia as well, you know. So when I came back here, this farm had been derelict for 20 years, so it was already on the way. So all I had to do was, was uh, just manage it. And I think it is beginning to be realised now that uh, our hedgerows in Ireland are a huge sink for carbon massive you know we have 600 what is it 6 680000 kilometers of hedgerow. of hedgerow which is phenomenal when you think about 680000 kilometers
1: of hedgerow and a lot of it is in very poor condition and what's being discovered is that a slight change in the way that we manage hedgerows could have a massive impact on the values, particularly in terms of carbon sequestration, but also for biodiversity.
2: You allow the flowers to grow, you the fruit to set. So the birds, a lot of people unfortunately cut their hedges in the autumn, which is the worst possible time to cut them because all of our birds are dependent on the fruit that those hedgerows uh, produce, the halls exactly, all, all the different berries, and uh, to cut them.
1: What would be the traditional um, management of hedgerows,
2: so, like exactly historically what, what with Ireland, would be, yeah, they, they autumn? Would, they would cut them in autumn, yeah. and unfortunately, because of our weather, a lot of farmers tend to try and cut them early-ish, so they're cutting them from September, they're allowed to cut them from September, but September through to Christmas is
1: actually the best time for hedgerows to, to feed our, our biodiversity. Um. But I think we realise that contractors who do the majority of the cutting have to get through their workload through, yeah. throughout the, uh, the, the 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 season from September on. Which is again why, if there was a, a management regime for every farm's hedges and some were left to grow on um, for you know alternate years, that would provide um, a, a larder for for the birds and feeding uh, you know creatures yeah, that, that need the, the fruit and.
2: Well, what does a hedge grow do for wildlife? Provides home, food. <laughs> it, it's their it, it's their everything. You know, I mean, if you look to your right now, down along here. You're seeing a fully grown hedgerow that hasn't been cut for 70 years. My goodness. Now, people talk about management. Management is not that difficult. If you, if you go on a farm and you can see the fence posts, it indicates that that hedgerow is being managed. Otherwise, they'd be grown out. So what I use here is I use a very small hedge cutter and on the back of the tractor, and I just lop it over the, the fence and run along. The cows will keep the level of the the hedgerow up, so I'll show you here in the field here. But we allow the hedgerow to grow on fully. Uh, it doesn't. It cause it. It provides shade for the cows. It provides uh, a home for just about everything we have here on the farm. We have about eighty acres in this block of land, and we'd have just about every land bird, except unfortunately the uh, the wet weather birds. The the uh, the waders and so forth, because they're all unfortunately gone. Uh, We had snipe here, we had
1: curlew, we had skylarks. They're all gone in my lifetime, which is really unfortunate. But having said that, Michael, two-thirds of our native birds in this country either nest or feed or both in hedgerows. In hedgerows. And they need the height. You know, a lot of people think that they have a hedgerow
2: a metre and a half high or so, and all the birds can nest in that, which is unfortunate because it's not true, because a lot of birds need to be higher um, so, and a lot of animals need, need height and so forth. So, you know, it, when you have the whole story, it provides a different story. Why, why do you think some people cut them? Because you, know, you see ridiculous think, things In a happening. lot of cases, I think it's habit. And I think also they t- think in terms of value for, for their money. Uh, it's, it, uh, it's a fashion as well. People yeah. kind of like this idea of square and uh i I don't know whether that's uh, inherited from a former time or what it is but um it's not really necessary because if you look if if we walk along and i show you uh the different bushes each bush has a different shape and if it's allowed to grow on so hawthorn has a particular kind of way of growing um that's particular to that that bush and it's quite beautiful. Like, so in a field like this, you have massive shelter. You see the cattle down there now? Oh, yeah. They're underneath the shelter. So they're not under any, any stress whatsoever from a hot day like this. So that's perfect for them.
1: What would be the most common um, species for hedgegrows in Ireland? Is it always a combination? Oh, so.
2: this, and these are the most beautiful trees, bushes because you have these magnificent white flowers in May. And all over the country at the moment, people are looking at
1: magnificent hawthorn bushes. And Michael, but, your, your hedgerows would include not only hawthorn, but a great mixture great of, of holly yeah. and spindle and hazel. And, and hazel, yes, the whole lot. So I think the key is a mixture. And then yeah. all the values we've discussed in terms of biodiversity and carbon and so forth are much greater with a mixed species hedgerow. Whether we like it or not, as humans, we live in a, a finite
2: universe or finite uh, world. And uh, we share this, the, the planet with, with animals and birds. And they're part of what we do. And until we kind of understand that and, and give them their place, we're always fighting against the environment that we live in.
1: Ours to Protect is funded by Commission Naman with a television license fee and is a partnership between Live 95 and the IBI. Check out ours to protect.ie for more info.
0: It's really fascinating. It's the first episode and you'll be hearing it at this time every week on the Limerick Today show and we will also podcast it and you'll see videos connected to it as well. And if you check out the Hours to Protect page on the Live95 website, you'll find an ecological footprint calculator, which is a really interesting way of discovering how your lifestyle impacts on the environment. There's also a survey which we'd encourage you to fill out, which will give us a better understanding of how Limerick people view these issues. And of course, don't forget to tune in to the Hours to Protect uh, programme on Limerick today on Thursdays from uh, 11, around 25 past 11 each week. Hours to Protect brought to you by Live 95, the IBI and funded by Commission Naman with a TV licence fee.
1: Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.